0: Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and do not necessarily reflect views held by the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.
1: BPI presents Pride Connection, sponsored by Blind LGBT Pride International, Tuesdays at 10 p.m. Eastern on ACB Radio Mainstream or wherever you get your podcasts. And someday you will find it, the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers, and me. Find it the rainbow connection, the lovers, the dreamers.
2: Well, good evening. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Pride Connection. This is our first Pride Connection of 2021. I am, of course, Anthony Corona, one of your co-hosts. This evening, Leah Gardner is off um, gallivanting, taking a vacation day. God bless you, Bodhi. Wow, he wanted to say hello. Bodhi's here, too. Um, Leah is taking a vacation day. She'll be back with us next week and of course as always i'm here with gabriel lopez Cafati, president our engineer extraordinaire behind the scenes who will pop in with his comments and observations byron lee but we're going to start off with gabriel's 2021 presidential message for bpi take it away bro (laughs) wow
0: thanks bro Welcome everyone, uh, not only to our first show, but uh, to 2021. I don't know if there has been a more anticipated year in our lifespan or a more anticipated change in that time on New Year's Eve uh, from t- 1159 <laughs> to midnight. But here we are 2021 vaccine in progress making its way uh through the arms of everyone hopefully at some point um uh still a lot of political rumble but every day closer to inauguration day and uh elections as we speak in progress in uh or counting in progress in georgia uh and pride connection first (laughs) edition of 2021 so a lot going on um I just want to say thank you so much to everyone who has shown not only your support and patronage of uh, BPI in 2020 but who have also expressed interest in continuing to work with us and uh be a part of this exciting roller coaster <laughs> that is uh Pride Connection and I say roller coaster because you you know that If there's a topic, if it's human, we'll cover it here. We go from every range of emotions, topics, and uh, today to ease off into the new year, we wanted to uh, give you something light, something fun, something to relax. And um, uh, as the weeks progress, we're also going to go into more and more topics depending on uh, what you are listeners and contributors ask us for um that's what we're here for please 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 send us your feedback your comments your suggestions and your petitions to membership at blindlgbtpride.org, and we'll remind you at the end of the show uh so without further ado um i'm gonna hand it over to anthony as anthony said leah is on vacation she's uh just a reminder a gentle nudge to everyone Leah is recharging from a year of work, not only, uh, you know, what she does for a living like all of us, but also uh, BPI because she is chairing the committee in charge of not only our summer convention under the umbrella of ACB, but also our first ever special interest affiliate virtual convention the last weekend of this month more to follow next week when we have the chairwoman herself with us and uh but keep an eye and ear out and open for our first convention the last weekend in january and um, lgbtq romantic comedy anthony please introduce our guests and any special um uh, listeners that we have joining us tonight
2: Well We have Gerald listening in Who I'm sure will Throw in some comments about Television or movie or books That he's read along the way We also have Dwayne who Will speak up in a few moments But first we're going to talk with Chris Snyder and before we jump into Romantic comedies I do want to promote something that is happening At that virtual convention That is Indirect uh, result, or uh, as is a direct result of having Chris the fabulous Chris Snyder as a board member for DPI. Chris, <laughs> tell the folks what they can uh, what they can look forward to on Saturday, Saturday evening of our virtual convention.
3: Well, for the first time, um, the ro- the original nineteen seventy five Rocky Horror Picture Show will be described. By the inimitable Herb Merriweather, and oh, uh, Herb Merriweather, yeah, and it's uh, it's a real it's it's just wonderful. I'm I'm so excited. I got a chance. I was really excited to um, to work on this show. I mixed it um, for your listening pleasure, and I hope you all will enjoy it.
0: That's awesome. awesome, Chris. Uh, remind us, uh, um, Herb Merriweather was our audio describer for Moonlight when we had the audio description uh, especially done for BPI, right? In Reno, I believe it was. Yes, and he can now
3: be heard uh, describing the ABC show for Life.
0: Awesome, yeah. Herb is an amazing, amazing narrator.
3: And also several um, IFC films. Um, I don't know uh, whether folks know that, but uh, IFC... Every movie they released in 2020 was described, and Herb is on uh, quite a few of those.
2: He did awesome. a job. Herb is pretty awesome. So let's jump into the topic at hand. Romantic fiction, uh, LGBTQ romantic fiction, whether it be um, via reading or in series form or in film. But Chris, I know you wanted to lead us off with some of the great reads that you recommend.
3: Yes. Well, I'm <clears throat> I have five of available here. I don't know whether you want to do all of them at once or whether we should go round or or what. But um, the so all of these books that I have chosen, um, are i'm sure that most of our listeners have heard about the house in the cerulean sea which is available on bard mobile and the and is available on on bard through nls um but the ones that i've chosen for tonight um are available on kindle and on audible both so um these uh i have the first one is called The Mating of Michael by Eli Easton, E L I E A S T O N, and I have read all of these, so so when I I have definitely I can I can guarantee that there's something here for everybody. Um, So what I can do is read the synopsis, or I can just sort of tell you about it, but. I don't wanna give away anything, of course. Um, Basically, um, let me just do this. Everyone admires Michael Lamont for being a nurse, but his part-time work as a gay surrogate raises eyebrows. Uh, I'm sorry, not only raises eyebrows, it's cost him relationships. And um, since I don't have my braille display, I'm not gonna struggle through that. What I'm gonna do is, is just tell you it is, a, it is a really remarkable book, and Michael um, is looking for someone who can kind of uh, accept the fact that he is providing surrogate help to um, people who have experienced trauma as essentially a, a sex therapist and um, a surrogate, they call it. And um, he, he kind of uh, reads a lot in his downtime and his favorite author is a sci-fi author. And uh, he ends up going to a book signing and totally fanboys out over this guy who also happens to be gay. He is in a wheelchair. And, uh, and this fellow sort of sets out to woo him. And uh, it's, it's just a really sweet, geeky kind of love story.
2: That sounds really cute. I'm hoping that it does come with a happily ever after.
4: Of course. (laughs) What is the title of that again? Why don't we have Chris submit that list to the discuss list so that um, if people missed how it's spelled uh, or the exact title, then they can get it from our mailing list. Would that, would that work?
3: I can certainly do that. And, and with the, on the email list, I'll make sure that the synopses are there as well.
4: Good. That's awesome.
3: So that is uh, the first story. And I've, I've got to tell you that all of these have, uh, they all have happy endings. I'm not a big fan of angsty, like stuff that is angsty that doesn't resolve. I, I really just, I can't deal with that. So um, <laughs> um, the next one is Ethan, Who Loved Carter. Um, and it's by Ryan Loveless, and just like it sounds. The poor fellow is loveless. Isn't that sad? But he writes good books. Um, and it's about a man who um, has Tourette's, and he, uh, he has terrible, terrible shyness, um, extreme shyness, as well. And it's partly because of his condition. Um, and he uh, decides to leave LA and move to a small town in California, where he meets uh, another man named Carter, who um, has suffered some brain damage after um, um apparently being hit by a car and um, Carter falls head over heels for Ethan and uh it's 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 a very sweet story and and uh where it seems like you know one is supporting the other at first the tables turn later on in the book and it's and it's just very very sweet um people who are into, um, sort of tender romances, um, especially where they kind of each have to work through their own disability, um, as well as, as each other's and, and support each other. If you're into that, that's, it's a really good story for that. Um, for those of you who like a little gay vampire in your lives, we have Cronin's Key, C-R-O-N-I-N apostrophe S. Key, K-E-Y, by N, as in November, R, Walker. And this story is about an NYPD detective who um, thinks he's cool with weird. Weird things happen to him all the time. Well, this time he uh, gets a clue to a murder, uh, and this fellow that gives him the clue disintegrates into dust. And uh, (laughs) it freaks him out a little bit. Um, And it leads him, the trail of of clues leads him to find uh, Cronin, who is a vampire elder who is over a thousand years old, who was told long ago that um, Alec, the NYPD detective, is his fated mate. And um, so it's all about them kind of figuring out what that means to each of them and about the, the ongoing case. And, uh, how it ties into the new burgeoning threat from um, a vampire in Egypt, who is uh, trying to get, sort of control the whole uh, vampire world, I guess. Um, and it's, it's, it's a wonderful story. Um, let's see. And now we have a TJ Klune book which is called Tell Me It's Real. Oh, I should mention Cronin's Key is one of a three-part series. So that's important. Um, it's not a cliffhanger. It does resolve, but the story continues. Um, Tell Me It's Real is the story by TJ Clune. that is also part of a series. I believe it is three, no, four parts. Um, but again, it does resolve. There's no, there's no cliffhanger on it. Um, and it is, if, for those of you who like comedy in your romance, this is a great book. I, I was on the floor several times. TJ always strikes that great balance between romance and comedy and tenderness, and, and he just makes you feel all the feels. Um, I should say yeah. that's TJ Klune, K-L-U-N-E, um, and the story is Tell Me It's Real. Um, and it's about a guy named Paul who's a little bit overweight. He's uh, 30, and he doesn't think he's ever going to find love, and he's really cynical. And his uh, best friend is a drag queen. Um, uh, her drag name is Helena Handbasket. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> and she's wonderful. And, uh, and his grandmother has a homophobic parrot who likes to insult him.
0: Oh, um, a parrot. Okay.
3: <laughs> it's... It's just the whole story is brilliant. Oh, and he has a he has a uh, he has a dog who has um, I guess he got hit by a car and his back legs are gone, so he has wheels, and he of course is originally named Wheels. Um, and it's very very it's just a, a funny, interesting story. TJ always does a really good job with that sort of thing. Um, and the last book on my list here is called The Mercenary's Mate. This is by an author called C. W. Gray, and um, for those of you like me who enjoy sci-fi in your your romance, this is this is for you. This is a, me, me, a me, story me, based me, in me, space. Me. <laughs> yes, Byron, I hear you. And Byron, Byron, and I both read this book actually. Um, and this one is uh full of lots of basically humans have gone out and they've sort of crossbred with every species that's capable of it out there in the galaxy and um this story is about uh, a man who who stows away on a mercenary ship unknown to him that it's a mercenary ship and he's just trying to get off planet with his baby sister And his menagerie of animals and so he just everything is loaded up into crates, including him and it's he's on this this ship. Um, And uh, little did he know that the captain of that ship. uh, Is basically his mate and falls in love with him and it's it's just very sweet. This is a story I like to read and this is also part of a series. Um, I think there are eight books in this series but they're very short books they're about five and a half hours each um and it's just very fluffy there's not a lot of I mean there's it, the plots are really good but it, it's I don't know what
4: would you call it Byron it's it's very uh, warm and oh it's and... it's cotton candy for the heart um <clears throat> I mean there's certainly are plot twists and and there's you know always a, a villain or somebody that that's out to kind of split the couple up or hurt the couple in some way but uh you know they they kind of uh, they kind of always eat crap because uh you know love always wins and uh it's just it's always really um satisfyingly sweet uh it's it's you know if, it's if you're having a really crappy day and you just want to read something that isn't going to like yank at your negative heartstrings too much it's a great thing to read
3: yes there you go yeah
4: so those are my five.
3: And like I said, a I, uh, great idea. I will put them on the discuss list. And those of you who aren't on the discuss list, why aren't you? <laughs>
1: um,
3: do it now. Do it now. Get to the chopper. <laughs> um, and we will uh, we will make this available. Um, if, if I'll tell you what. If you guys are not on the discuss list and you want to access the synopses here, um, you can contact me at chris at chris snyder s n y d e r dot and I'll just send them to you. Got a awesome, question for awesome, you?
2: Awesome. awesome! Well, I um I wanted to talk about a romance author who mostly writes for for females. Um, her name is Suzanne Brockman, and she writes about. Special Forces, Navy SEALs, um, a, lot of, a lot of secret missions, et cetera, et cetera. But she also has a character in, that runs through, uh, I think there's 14, um, 14 novels before the character gets his own story. Um, and his name is Jules Cassidy. He's an FBI agent, special agent. And um, the three books that I'm focusing on are uh, Full Force, Hot Target. And then, um, all the uh, is it jingle all the way, Christmas all the way. Um, it's Susan Brockman. Oh, all through the night. Excuse me. And um, in the first two books, Full Force and Hot Target, you get secondary through the other through the best friend channel. His romance with a movie star, Robbie Chandler. Um, there's some ups and downs and some amazingly. <laughs> um, special forces and and secret uh, missions and things like that. So you can imagine there's kidnappings and bombings and jumping out of helicopters. At one point, they think everyone is dead, et cetera, et cetera. And then, for the first time that I know of, a mainstream romance writer wrote a romance book, a Christmas romance featuring Jules and Robin, and the culmination of their story. I absolutely loved, loved, loved that series. And apparently she is now writing another gay romance that will be coming out sometime in 2021. Her son uh, in real life is, is, a, is a gay boy who had come out in the uh, early 2000s and asked her to please do a sec- at least a secondary character in one of her books, which turned into 11 or 12 of the books Jules is in. But those three are primarily just the actual gay romantic story. Um, I did have three others, um, but for some reason, my iPad, I can't pull up the list to tell you exactly who wrote the book. So I will also put a list out of my five favorites. Um, We also, we're going to move into talking a little bit about some of our favorite characters in film and television.
0: Uh, Does anybody want to go first or you want to let me ramble on and on and on? (laughs) I wanted to say something and obviously um, had to be, yes, blame it on me being the president of BPI and oh my God, Gabriel had to turn such a nice, soft, fun topic into a heavy conversation. No, just kidding. I just, uh, um, Chris, I, I did notice that, uh, four of your titles, um, incorporate, uh, the, let's say, the diversity of people with, um, you know, disabilities. And um, I was wondering if, if you think that given that uh, the nature of our community, the LGBTQ community, uh, since we are a minority and traditionally or historically a marginalized community, we are typically, um, when it comes to these topics, more inclusive than other communities or more sensitive to other communities that are also minorities or marginalized or underserved?
3: You know, I don't know. Um, I I think there are a couple of, I think it really depends. I think it depends on who you talk to. I mean, I've been to um, a, a couple of events where you know, I'm I'm trying to be very sociable and and extroverted and uh, talk with people and and they're not really having it um, mm-hmm. or Sort of, you know, there's a there's a certain level of superficiality to some folks out there, but there um, is but I think when you get down to it and you talk to just the the people who've kind of gotten over themselves and have have settled down into the into a, a comfortable life or who have um experienced enough bullying of their own um i think those are the folks that are a little more sensitive to it
0: okay same but i I've but I, I also same. want to
3: point out like um a couple of the authors are straight women you know a lot of mm-hmm. straight women oh. write gay, gay fiction i i gotta tell oh you.
0: interesting right okay okay <laughs> um now
3: tj clune obviously is is not a straight woman he's he's a gay man mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um uh, and uh, who is
0: loved by many women?
3: In well, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> as far as and, I mean, as
0: far as, uh, as, as an author is concerned, he's very popular.
3: Yeah, um, he's he's great, um, and I think uh, who was the um, gosh? Um, shoot, you know, I think Eli Easton is an alias, and I know N.R. Walker is a woman. So there's three there. And I think um, Ryan Lovelace is a male. And so is, well, obviously, so is TJ. So I'm, I'm not sure, um, you know, I'm not sure how much of that is just them, you know, uh, trying to be inclusive and trying mm-hmm. to, you know, because it's just hard to say. But, but you know what? I would say this. I would say TJ certainly is very um, comfortable with, talking about disability in various forms. Um, he has done it in many of his stories. Um, and so I think a lot of the, the folks out there, I know there's another author uh, of gay fiction who's male, who is, um, I, he wrote a couple of stories featuring a blind protagonist or, or something.
0: Oh and yes, they, yes, yes. Brandon I forgot, Shire, I, to, I think his name yes, is. Yes, you got it, That's he's the one.
3: And, and I felt that those were fairly well done there were a few things I wouldn't have done uh, myself but you know I, I thought the stories by and large were were pretty good so um so there are good there are good folks out there who are trying to be representative of the community I think
0: inclusive okay awesome I
2: think a lot of the um a lot of the mass market romance you know that are, that's marketed for female there's a lot more um there's a lot more disabled, excuse me, differently abled and life changing events in there because it, it reads to, it reads to what the women want. You know, there's the football player that, you know, that has the back injury and is paralyzed, et cetera, et cetera. It, It makes for a good read. And a lot of these, a lot of these authors that are, you know, straight females that are writing for not only the gay market, the LGBT market, but a lot of straight women, like reading about gay romance um especially if it has a nice erotic tinge to it um and they you know they seem to be following a lot of the predictable paths that have done well in a mass market romance <clears throat> excuse me i don't know what's up with my throat this evening
0: gabe take it away <clears throat> okay so um I, anthony put me on this spot here um i i i have uh, a couple of well i have one movie that was i don't know why many people have not watched it i think it's a very very um to me it's a very sad movie it has a very sad tone but at the end it's 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 i would Qualified as a as a romantic, uh, gay LGBT romantic, uh, not comedy but more drama, and it uh, I think it's one of his last movies before his sad uh, demise. Um, uh, Robin Williams and the movie Boulevard, uh, and uh, I don't know if anyone else here on the on the show had, has watched that movie. Um, So Robin Williams plays an, uh, you know, older man who has been closeted all his life and married to a wonderful woman and starts exploring and uh, trying to come out of the closet and uh, the movie's called Boulevard. I won't I don't I don't want to I don't want (laughs) to give it away, but uh, it's called Boulevard because uh, he's um, coming from visiting his very, very elderly father from his from from a home where he's at and uh, he crosses through a boulevard that is famous for cruising um, but mainly um, gay hustlers. So he picks up a guy named Leo and he starts this relationship that is not sexual but more caring for him and um, and obviously Leo is not used to that Leo is used to you know sex, money, Goodbye. That's it. Um, Robin Williams in his in his role definitely starts this kind of taking care of him and not wanting to have sex, just taking care and in the process discovering his own sexuality and discovering that he is gay after so many years. It's 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 you know, it's 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 it it, 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 it keeps keeps you on the edge of the seat because there's a lot of things, you know, when's the wife's gonna know, how's she gonna find out? Um Robin Williams starts making a lot of you know poor choices because he's he's going crazy for this kid Leo and and Leo obviously is not corresponding accordingly because he's only interested in money and sex Um. so so it, it's a very interesting story it has I'm just gonna say it has a nice ending and it's very fair for everyone uh, but it's a good it's a good watch because it it, it you know it, it depicts the struggle of uh, men who grew up in a different age in which um, they found themselves trapped in, in a closet where they didn't see any way out?
4: Well, you know, you know what's really like- interesting about that, Gabriel, is that uh, Boulevard is not the only. The only um, movie where Robin Williams uh, plays a gay character. Um, yeah. <clears throat> there's another movie That's called true. The Birdcage. Birdcage, yeah, which, which I have not seen, <laughs> yeah. but I have seen clips of it. Um, so yes. you, you guys may have. Oh, to... you haven't seen Birdcage? No, oh. I haven't. No. Yeah, um, Birdcage
0: is a classic, definitely. But it,
5: Birdcage is more fun.
4: More yeah, it's more comedy. More outgoing, right? Yeah. More and, comedy, and,
5: right, Daryl? It it is a comedy with Nathan Lane, and come on, yeah, and Gazaria, uh,
2: Gene Hackman,
5: yes, an amazing, amazing movie. It is an amazing movie. (laughs) Yes, Um, and and it was filmed on South Beach,
4: and and I and I wouldn't say (laughs) this is necessarily a a a gay uh, movie that he that he was in Uh, this this third one that I'm going to mention, but but it definitely casts um, gender fluidity or or. Uh, you know, I, I guess uh, not not conforming to gender norms. It, it has a positive twist to that, and that's Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, oh, he yeah. does it for different oh reasons. He, you know, for him, it's so that he can be in disguise and see his children. But, mm-hmm. um, I, I mean, I just really like how they play with gender norms in that movie, um, and, and and it was also a lot of fun. So Robin Williams is actually a pretty... Uh, you know a pretty great actor to follow as far as um lgbt plus positive uh roles
0: you know i've commented on your facebook post and and you know mrs doubtfire is one of my i would say all time three top favorite movies
4: (laughs) i love that movie i love it
0: (laughs) when he says Uh, the first time that he that he goes to the interview to to miranda (laughs) and he's walking back to his apartment he says i'm gonna kill the misogynistic bastard who invested high heels (laughs) but when he catches fire oh yes, and his rubber uh his his breast breast (laughs) breast Mm -hmm. suit is Mm -hmm. all on fire that's that's yeah
4: that the I just I just like the positive um messaging in that movie as far as um yeah you know as far as uh, this guy became a successful actor uh running a children's show and he's dressing like a woman and mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. you know he had a rough He had a rough patch at the beginning with his kids and his wife, and you know, sort of doing that for nefarious reasons. But then um, it it kind of became part of his career and and part of his life. And it's like, wow, that's that's really cool. So uh, love Robin Williams. I mean, my my favorite Robin Williams movie is probably Dead Poet Society, but that's that's another show for another time.
0: Yes, that's that's an entire
5: show in on itself. That's
4: Mm. That's a
0: completely
5: different genre.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Definitely.
6: You know, guys, this is uh, this is Dwayne. Anything, hey, anything Dwayne. by uh, Hi. Anything by Terrence McNally is really, really great. I go all the way back to The Ritz, um, which was um, originally a play, and and then in the mid '70s was made into a movie. And of course, he wrote Love, Valor, and Compassion, which is a wonderful movie from the '90s. And The Ritz is just absolutely hilarious. Oh, it's a great um, it,
5: movie, it's a classic.
6: And and so I, I really have a I really have a tender spot in my heart for for uh, The Ritz. Uh, there's there's incidental music in it. It is not a musical, but there is incidental music. And um, while I was in the process of coming out at 17, um, I musical directed the incidental music for a production of The Ritz, and um, it was um, it was very enlightening and very entertaining. And then uh, then finding out that, that there was a movie made it even even more fun. So uh, I highly recommend it. Um, highly recommend Love, Valor, and Compassion as well. Uh, some very complicated characters. There is a blind character in Love, Valor. Uh, who is a beautiful man, and um, so there's a little there's a little twist there. I've I've been reading uh, uh, an author his his name is Brett Hardinger, and he has a series of books um, that starts off with um, high school kids. And through through uh, a series of seven books it, it takes them all the way up through their through their 20s and for me it's it's really been fun to, to read because um, it's been a long time since I was 16 so <laughs> it's kind of good to it's kind of good to, to hear about well how, how are they dealing with things now I remember how we did it but what are they doing So um, it's it's just really been great. The book, the series starts off with a book called The Geography Club, and 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 goes from there. Uh, Another another author, and this um, this guy really is just it's just cotton candy and just fun fluff, but good stories and genuine real things that could happen. Um, This author's name is K. M. Newhold. Um, oh and, yes, God, and sorry, it, yeah. It's just it's just fun. I mean, there, there's there's nothing there that that uh, is is gonna change the way you feel about the universe. Um, but um, it, but it's just it's just good entertainment. And I mean, my God, during this ep- 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 pandemic and all this madness, uh, you just need something to read to get away. Um, and and also. You you can't you can't rule out uh, the Marilyn Monroe movie. Um, Some like it hot. Oh, um, mm-hmm. uh, well, with Tony I, Curtis. I think, yeah, t- exactly. And Joey uh, these,
1: Brown.
6: Yes, yes. These two, uh, the, these two uh, guys uh, uh, join an all-girl band, and so they've got to be in drag, and they do this because they're hot for Marilyn Monroe. And well, so they, time, they're
5: trying to hide from they they were witnesses to the Valentine's Day massacre in Chicago oh yeah yeah
6: yeah 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 so but but just just an incredible movie and and it's out there and and certainly easy to um, um easy to find it'm I'm sure it's not um I'm sure there's no audio description but
5: um uh, it was done in talk? the it was done in the 1950s for yeah
6: 1950s 50- yeah, from and Hot. Uh,
3: we did describe it actually, and it is out there. Uh, ours is not, ours is not publicly available because we did it for a a, a blind person who won who won it. Um, but um, but there is one out there uh, and available.
6: Well, there okay. you go.
3: So that is it's a and it is a wonderful movie. You're right. Um, and Dwayne, something you said earlier about. Um, You know, how how teenagers today are kind of dealing with uh, how they deal with with romance, especially like LGBT romance. It reminds me of another book. Um, Sorry to go back to the books, but I I do want to point this out for people who are interested in it. Um, This one is on Bard as well as Audible. um, And it's called This is Kind of an Epic Love Story. And it's by um, Karen. Calendar. Wait and, a
2: minute. Uh, I read this. Go ahead, Chris.
3: Um, and it's narrated by Ron Butler, who is actually another one of our describers, one of our narrators at, at uh, audio Oh yeah.
2: um,
3: and And uh, it's about um a boy named Nate, who is a screenwriter, who wants is it sort of a um an up and coming. He you know he wants to be a screenwriter. Um, and uh, he finds that his, his belief, his cynical belief that happy endings don't happen, um, you know, for people, uh, he finds that tested when his childhood best friend and secret crush, not so secret crush, I don't know, Oliver James, returns uh, to town. And um, it's, it's, it's a sweet story and it's funny and it's poignant and uh, it's just very well done um so that's another one
2: i absolutely second that i it's a very cute very cute story and the reason that oliver leaves and then comes back and yes very cute story that's i have a question for everyone and um i'm asking it to see if anyone can pick the movie out by this quote and i'm gonna have to change one word because we are on radio but um have you ever gotten? <clears throat> excuse me. I'll use Byron. Byron, have you ever gotten juice in your eye? It burns.
4: <laughs> I love that you had me pull that clip for the Pride Music uh, Festival that we had earlier this year. We did. We pulled all kinds of clips from movies and and TV shows, um, and, and we kind of spliced them in with the music, and that was one of my absolute favorites.
2: That quote is by a drag queen in the movie called Miss Coco Peru. And the movie's name is trick. Um, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go through the whole synopsis, but basically a go-go dancer, a clean, almost nerdy, but absolutely adorable. Actually. If you, if you, I remember, I saw it the first time when I had sight. they're both, I mean, the go-go dancer is is jacked and beautiful, but um, the nerdy guy who wants to have, you know, a, An awesome experience is also adorable and they try to hook up and they go through you know various uh you know machinations to get to hooking up um there is a cameo appearance by tori spelling so just everything you could possibly ask for in a gay romance the movie's name is trick and it is one of my absolute favorites who else? Gerald, what about you? What's your What's your favorite LGBTQ
5: movie or book? Oh, I don't know. Well, I recently read uh, uh, Hot Target. With, uh, that's, that's Suzanne. Uh, you did
2: read Hot Target?
5: Awesome. Oh, yes. Did you read All Through the Night? No, I haven't read. That's the only one I read of hers yet so far.
2: All Through the Night is Jules and Robin's story complete. They are the central characters. It is all yeah. about them and it is amazing. Go get it off Bard as soon as we're done.
5: Uh-huh.
2: Yeah, they have, uh, it, a, they have it
5: in the Broward Library.
4: <laughs> I, I do have a book that Chris actually told me about. Um, and it is by um see, I, I had it up here on my screen and then I, I went away to go look up hot targets. So <laughs> uh Casey McQuinston wrote a book called Red, White, and Royal Blue. And it is a really phenomenally good book um it's about Alex, who is the son of america's first female president who is getting to uh, getting ready to rerun uh you know run for a reelection in twenty twenty so this is an alternate reality where you know our presidents and stuff didn't happen um so it's a different different Better different reality. universe uh and uh Basically, after an incident at a royal wedding, Alex has to pretend that he is friends with England's Prince of Wales, Henry. Um, So, you know, he's got to prevent it from becoming a full-blown diplomatic and media crisis that would distract from his mom's election bid. And so initially, uh, you know, the effort is to just to control the damage, but the two actually do become friends. And then they eventually become romantically involved uh, and it's just, it's, it's amazingly good. <laughs> and I would, I would highly recommend it if you're into political stuff, if you're into humor, if you're just into a good love story. Um, again, that book was, and it's going to be a, a, it looks like it's either going to be a movie or a TV show because Amazon studios got the rights to it. Um, so it could be a movie or a TV show. And that was by Casey McQuinston and it's called red, white and Royal blue. But wasn't
5: there a movie or a TV a TV movie about a president whose son was was gay? I know I've, I've seen I I, I believe know. it was a movie. I can't think of the title of it. Whose son is gay and has, has a boyfriend and it's and it's you know kept under secret you know he's in the closet or you know the president tries to keep it in the closet.
4: I'm not sure. I I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm sure that's sure a thing, but I, I just don't yeah. know the title of it. We'll have, we'll have to Google that one. If
5: you remember
0: it, yeah. Or if, yeah, if you Google where, it.
4: Where where could people, is there an email address that people could uh, send a message to aside from the, you know, if someone's not a member of our mailing list um, and they know the answer, it's like watching Jeopardy and screaming at your television. Uh, is there <laughs> I an think email address? Send it could, to
2: membership. <clears throat> membership. The yeah, membership address. Is. And we'll pass it
4: along to the discuss list. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So that's membership.
0: I wanna. Oh, sorry, Byron. Yeah, it's membership at blindlgbtpride.org.
4: Sweet. Okay. Cool. Yeah,
0: I did wanna mention um a a couple of the movies that uh, BPI, uh, thanks to the amazing amazing collaboration throughout the years of uh, Chris Snyder and Audio I have has presented um, along our. Uh, fun conventions Um, and I want to start with one in particular uh, because it's both a book and a movie uh, the price of salt which became Carol uh, which we uh, which we got from uh, Chris and I believe it was 2016 in Minneapolis your hometown uh, Byron um, which obviously anyone who knows me will know that um, my favorite actress um, Kate Blanchett um, I feel Kay Blanchett is probably the only woman who would make me have a 0.0001% of straightness in me. Oh, <laughs> sometimes wow. I don't so girl sometimes crush? I don't know if I, sometimes I, or sometimes I don't know because sometimes I'm confused and 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 I just feel n- I have never had uh you know not not that I'm uh, saying that there's anything wrong just me personally I've never had um transgender or trans uh you know uh, transvest transvestite uh inclinations, but man, watching I could I still had a little bit of vision when I saw Carol and, and I still can remember her, you know, flicking her hair back with, you know, the tip of her uh with her fingertips or sipping on that martini glass and taking a drag of that cigarette. Oh my God. <laughs> Uh, but again, I'm going off topic. That happens whenever I talk about Kate Blanchett. Um, it, it is an amazing book and movie as well. Um, I like both, uh, but obviously my preference is for the movie because I love Kate. <laughs> but it uh, obviously depicts a, a lesbian um, affair. Um, you know, a lesbian—not co- uh, comedy, a lesbian romantic drama. And it happens in New York and but in an era in which, you know, if it was tough for men go figure for women uh, uh, To be in a same-sex relationship, Uh, I think it was the 50s or 60s and uh, And obviously, you know two women from total different worlds Uh, Carol is sophisticated older, you know, has been previously married has a child and and uh Thérèse is is a young just you know very humble very you know fighting um working class girl and they end up together and it's amazing how how they contrast uh they break the paradigms and they break all the uh, the odds and they and they fall in love it's 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 beautiful it's, it's a beautiful story and it's a beautiful story of of how she has to come to terms because she is carol is you know obviously dominated by the rules of and the norms of the times she has to choose between her own life and her child uh in terms of you know whether she wants to pursue her own fulfillment as a lesbian woman or you know if she wants to be a mother and be miserable for the rest of her life so she has to balance those two it's it is an amazing movie and a book
4: Leah has recommended that to me in the past, and I'll have to definitely check that out because it sounds yes. it sounds really good. Yeah, um, you know we're talking about favorite characters. We we kind of touched on some favorite characters in uh, film and television who are gay, and um, probably one of my all-time. I mean, this is this is not very hard to figure out if you know me. Um, You're like, oh, it's probably gonna be either Weird Al or Doctor Who. Okay, so it's Doctor Who. Um, There is a character in the Doctor Who universe named Captain Jack Harkness, and he is very pansexual, Um, doesn't really care that much about gender. Um, he is attracted to who he's attracted to, man, woman, alien, um, you know, amorphous a mist of uh, energy, whatever. If he's attracted to it, he will sleep with it. Um, and he is just an amazing um, character. And John Barrowman is the person who plays him. And he's amazing as well. Uh, so I, I'm very excited to say I, I won't give any spoilers, sweetie. But if you watch the New Year's special... Of Doctor Who, it's all over the internet now. So I feel like I'm past the point of spoiled, spoiled, spoilerdom. The New Year's Eve Doctor Who special has the return of Captain Jack, which is just amazing, and I love it, and I love him. So definitely got to check him out. Oh no, I put the show to sleep with my nerd speak. I'm sorry. Come back, you're right, through. Yeah, I'm, right here, through. I'm
2: here. <laughs> I'm here. I am here too. Doctor <laughs> Who is definitely, yeah. Mm. Well, John Barrowman himself, <laughs> wrong show.
0: <Another>
4: time. <laughs> <laughs> He's not bad in Arrow either, but, you know, it'll always be Captain Jack for me.
0: Yeah, no, I know Doctor Who is, is very, very popular in, in BPI. Um, I remember, I know uh, Leah Gazana, wife of uh, one of our board members, Jess Kell, is, is also a big, big fan of, uh, of Doctor Who. So so yeah, yeah. I know it's very and, very famous.
4: And Doctor Who has actually had a fair number of gay and lesbian uh and transgender uh characters. One of the ones that springs to mind right now is Bill Potts who is a lesbian uh who was uh, one of the doctor's most recent companions. So um I mean really progressive forward thinking show.
3: Yeah, and they've had they've actually had quite a few um sort of incidental characters who over the years who've been lgbt and that's pretty cool too yeah same in torchwood which is the spinoff
6: well to kind of add a little something a little bit of uh, a little bit of humor here um after after i've done all this all this reading of of romantic fluff um I, I was I was talking to my partner Dale, and and I was telling him about all this, and he says, he says, well you're you're a great storyteller, so so why don't you write something? You you have lots of stories, you have lived life, so write it down. And I, I can certainly tell a good story, but I didn't know if I could write one. So I have been experimenting with that, and I I have even sent a short story off to anthony to have him critique my writing and i cannot wait to hear if possibly i may have a new career opportunity so we'll we'll just have to we'll just have to wait and see uh, another
2: uh, well thing- you know what i'm gonna jump right up in there and tell you that i spent a good amount of time this afternoon reading what you sent me and i think you definitely have a strong potential for for some storytelling, uh, you know, writing, putting it out there. I uh, will send you an actual critique. There are a couple of things that you are a little bit repetitive with, but um, you had me hooked. I want to know. I want to know more. <laughs> and uh, would have loved to have been on that bike ride. That's almost like. Go ahead. What else did you want to share with us? Well,
6: I was I, I was very inspired by the book. Um, call Me By Your Name.
0: Oh, yeah. Yes. Um,
6: yes. I, I I was very inspired. Absolutely. And,
0: and Dwayne. Absolutely. And also,
6: also left very conflicted. And so um, and there's a and there's a piece of music that a friend of mine told me about It's 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 called Requiem for a Dream. And um, so between between that book and and that piece of music um it it actually has um um i I've, I've kind of been inspired and i've i've written actually written a piece of music and um hopefully um hopefully you, you all will get a chance to hear it soon um i think uh, i think it came out pretty good um so um that's just sort of another way that that literature, music, art, film, all of those things mm-hmm. can inspire you to do things that you would not ordinarily do.
0: I would like to see you write a story, but not just a story, Dwayne. I would like to see I would like to see you write a musical. Based on Ooh. the story you write.
5: oh
6: my god you don't even you don't even know how hard that is you i know you have but i
0: know i i also know who i'm who i'm who i'm telling it to so i know
6: you 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 musicals have have changed gabriel if i were going to write a musical i would write a musical in the old style where there is uh, where there is dialogue where there's dancing and Singing. I absolutely don't like musical. I, I don't like musical theater that is actually opera. Now, if you want to go to the opera, go to the opera. If you want musical yeah. theater, go to musical theater. Uh, musical theater doesn't have recitative. Um, it has actual dialogue, and you got to have
2: yeah
6: someone to write a really good book, and um, then. Um someone who's a really good lyricist as well, but um, uh, yeah, that, that's that's a big undertaking.
5: Yeah, I agree with you. I, that's why I'm not that crazy about Andrew Lloyd Webber. It's, it's it's neither here nor there when it comes to opera and musical theater. <laughs> well, there's
6: um, there's a there's a line in in some. Um, yeah, some tune that was, someone did a, a comedy thing with, with uh, um, modern ma- major general role from one of the pirates, Benzans or whatever. And it says, Gilbert um, Sullivan. thank you, Gilbert Sullivan says, um, uh, uh, he's talking about Mr. Uh, Andrew Lord Webber And he says, um, I rather liked the Vita, but I didn't like the other one. And I'd kiss Mr. Lloyd Weber on the cheek if he never wrote another one.
1: <laughs>
6: <laughs> and I couldn't agree more.
2: Yes. Well, Dwayne, you have been immortalized on Prime yes. Connection over many, many, many shows, many, many, many months, uh, with a phrase that you... <laughs> Uh, gifted to us time is a mean mistress since we finally byron hit record please hit record since we finally have the man himself back on welcome back to pride connection can you give us a a uh, reading of that
6: i'm 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 sorry a reading of
2: we use your time as a mean mistress um, phrase to to sum up uh, Pride Connection every week, and now that we finally have you back and we want to record it, can you uh, can you repeat that phrase for us?
6: I don't exactly remember what it is, but but for me, music is a very mean mistress, and she will call me. Um, she will call me when I least want her to call me, and um, she has to be dealt with, and so um, I deal with her. And and um, I can't help of thinking of music except um, in a in a feminine way. Um, I mean, there are certainly certainly uh, musicians who play in more of a masculine way, but I think of music itself. Um, I guess more as being a mistress but um, that's, that's, kind of, that's, that's kind of it I think music is a mean mistress
2: and so is time and that is this week's Pride Connection if you would like to join us for a show if you have a topic an idea if you'd like to give us some comments or feedback it is as Gabe said earlier membership at blindlgbtpride.org We will be back next Tuesday with another exciting show. Have a great week and enjoy the beautiful 2021 that we are in. Good night, everyone. Good night.
1: Good night, everyone. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. And I've heard it too many times too. You have been listening to Pride Connection, sponsored by Blind LGBT Pride International. For more information, go to blindlgbtpride.org. And someday we'll find it The rainbow connection The lovers, the dreamers and me Someday we'll find it The rainbow connection The lovers The dreamers And